Mark Wahlberg like sh- super short? Yeah, he's only like five ten or something. Oh, so he's not like super. But like Tom Cruise is like actually super short. I think he's only like five something. Yeah, it's yeah, like weirdly say, short. Yeah, he's like very very. Short. He's also a fucking crazy person. Tom I mean, Cruise. If you're famous for like long enough, I think that might just turn you crazy. Oh, that's true. I'll give you that. I mean, yeah, look, he's like I'm crazy assuming... in like a fucking wild way. Yeah, he's like a fucking Scientologist and shit. Yeah, if you're a Scientologist, go fuck yourself. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you might be crazy. I can be very open-minded to a lot of things. I hate to break it to you, that isn't fucking one of them. <laughs> well, also, like, just think of other crazy famous people. Like, I'm sure Mel Gibson was relatively normal at one point in time. And then just, like, after, like, 30 years of being famous... You gotta scream at your wife or his girlfriend because she doesn't suck his dick in the hot tub enough. <laughs> yeah, like, he just went <laughs> off you, of the deep end. Do you remember that voice? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. That, it's just fucking, like, just, dude, you're fucking crazy. It's only a matter of time. Like, as if you're in the limelight for X amount of time, you're inevitably going to lose your shit. What do you think that time frame actually is? Um, well, I feel like it varies from person to person, right? Like, is there... Like, that's true. Like, I'm like, sure some people, people are, like, impervious for, like, like 40 years and then some people will crack like within like five or ten years i'm sure pe- some people don't fucking ever crack there's also different levels of- and there's also different levels of crazy yeah like madonna and elton john fucking fame or dolly parton one of those people that's been famous for like 50 years and sells a ridiculous amount of records and shit like that yeah and then there's like uh what's that fucking dude's name who did vines and now he's famous and rich logan paul that one, yeah. The fact that I knew that immediately when yeah. you said it is really disturbing. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about that. kind of hate myself a little bit. Well, he fucking got famous as fuck from uh, like Internet. a social media app. Yeah. Yeah. He's an influencer. I mean, he did did fucking something, right? Yeah, well, you just have to be like vaguely handsome and like kind of funny. Or be having fucking crazy balls to do shit to other people. Uh, that's also a thing. Also, I was having a conversation earlier this week with one of my friends. Who do you think is the most famous athlete of all time? Michael Jordan. Okay, thank you. Did he fucking say LeBron? Actually, no. Michael Jordan or Tiger Woods? They said Tiger Woods. I think it's Michael Jordan by landslide, though. That That's a close one, I think. Oh, I don't think it's even kind I, of I, close. I do think it ultimately ends up being Michael Jordan. I mean, he it's Michael fucking Jordan. Yeah, when's the last time there was a movie centered around Tiger Woods? Also, if you look at their, like, brands... Uh, People have worn Jordan everything. Yeah, I mean, my whole point was just, like, fucking Space Jam, dude. Space Jam, dude. Well, Michael Jordan isn't crazy yet, and he's been famous for, like, a gazillion years. Yeah, he's been famous for a long-ass time. Yeah, Michael Jordan's sick. The GOAT. Like, if you ever watch anything on him, he was a fucking savage to his opponents. He was just, he's just a competitor. Yeah, he's, like, one of those super winners. Like, like when you would talk shit to him, that's when he would fucking go off. and just Yeah, he would just like, bury you. Yeah. Yeah, like well, he 40, was apparently like the biggest shit talker ever, which is so sick. That's what I mean. Like, he was a fucking savage, his opponent. Yeah, he was just a raw competitor. He just loved competing. Like, I, the only thing that I saw from that documentary series was one clip of him in the locker room with, like, some random dude who worked for the Bulls. And he bet that dude 25 bucks that he could throw a quarter at the wall and get it closer to the wall than this guy. He probably did it, too. That's the crazy No, the, the and the guy won. The other guy uh, won. Like, how sick is that? It's like just something in life where you beat Michael Jordan in any. Just quit and walk it's away. It's just fucking rock, <laughs> paper, scissors. If I beat Michael Jordan in rock, paper, scissors, I'm never not going to talk about that. I'm just never playing rock, paper, scissors again. Be like, I beat Michael Jordan, bitch. Like, what did you do today? 
Oh, question, Matt. How much time do you have? That depends why. Um, what if we stopped the recording right now and then got Corey in? That's fine. We can do that. Okay, cool. <laughs> what is up, you 1-1 rat creature tokens? And welcome back to another episode of the Fetch and Shock podcast. I am your host, the Treehugger-themed pack, Tyler. And joining me, as always, is the Spellcaster-themed pack, Matt. And this week... Oh, this week we have a very special guest. The Witchcraft Pack, Corey. Fellows, what is going on? Hello, hey, hello. What's going on? Corey, Corey welcome back. Thank you, guys. It all up. Thank you. Yes, I my spidey sense was going off. I knew you guys were recording. I put my dick back in my pants, and I hit you guys up. That's weird, because I took my dick out of my <laughs> Wait, you guys wear pants? It's COVID. I haven't worn pants in, like, three months. You also live in your room. I actually uh, use my pants as a mask. Ah. Dude, speaking go. of masks, some of those fucking idiots with masks makes me want to rip my hair out and then kneecap them with a golf club. <laughs> Where did that even go? You just got so aggressive out of the blue. That's because some people are so dumb. I can't tell you how many times I've seen masks like on people's chins, like barely covering their bottom lip. Okay, I thought this was going a way different direction. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yep. <laughs> What direction did you fucking think I was? These fucking sheep are wearing masks. It's nothing These but a. Sheeple. <laughs> oh no. This is nothing Wake but up, sheeple. It's the 5G causing all of the ruckus. The goddamn 5G has caused COVID, caused this... police to go fucking berserk on our poor black folk friends. This is nothing but the, the global banks. They're trying to take us all down. First so... of all, if it was anything trying to take us down, it's good old Bill Gates trying to sell his cure oh that's what it is okay so we're moving off of blaming Corey to now we're blaming conspiracy Corey. podcast <laughs> <laughs> i'm down let's do it fuck so I was, magic i was listening to alex jones the other day Jeez, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, i thought you were being serious like, oh, jesus no. christ fuck it. Jesus oh i hate Corey. all of those people i hope they we're all just, die we're just gonna critique every episode of infowars <laughs> just today <laughs> Fucking Christ. This is our InfoWars fan podcast. Yeah. <laughs> God that damn crazy it. fuck told Joe Rogan that he was going to end him. <laughs> he's like, I'm a, God told me to come after you. I don't that know is, if he's actually that crazy or if he just is trying to get hits. That is like, clickbait. I'm telling you, we talked about this before we started recording. How yeah. long does it take one person to be famous for them just to lose their fucking mind entirely? Because like Tom Cruise, he's been famous forever. Certified nut job. What really? was the other example we used? I honestly don't remember. What's up with old Tommy boy? Oh, he's just like a Scientologist and he's just like generically crazy. Ah, uh, that's too bad. Do you not remember on the one morning show? He was like on the couch freaking out because oh, he was super was it Ellen? in love. I don't know why I was thinking of, uh, so you know, somebody else, Tom, Tom Jones. No, I don't know. Yeah, Tom, Tom Cruise. Tom Hanks. Yes, thank you. Tom no, Hanks. no, Tom Hanks is still, uh, thank goodness he is still... <sighs> uh, 100% okay. It's a sigh of relief. Yeah, Tom Cruise, he's fucking, he's tiny Mission, and he's Mission crazy. Impossible, yeah. Yeah, like he's like five foot six and nuts. Maybe that's just what it is. Maybe if you're famous and short, you're fucked. Yeah, you're just, you're, you're inevitably going crazy. Well, you you're, a, no you're an easy target for Scientology. Oh, is that, that's our target demographic? Yeah. It's short, the famous worst white demographic. guys. Short, famous white guys. John Nash, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, fellas, Fun. do you want to talk about magic at some point? Probably not. <laughs> nope, back to the Petra Talk Conspiracy Podcast. Okay. Yeah, yeah, fine. We'll talk about magic. Corey, 
We haven't talked to you in a minute. What kind of magic shit have you been up to? Um, I've been up to some really cool magic shit. Uh, because of the whole COVID thing going on, there's been no magic tournaments. So the vendors don't have that supply route for them to be able to buy cards at tournaments. Mm -hmm. So therefore, supply is going down. Demand is still, you know, where it was, if not going up. So that means a bunch of cards went up in price. And so I was like, well, I guess I'll sell some of these cards and just buy them again once they go back down. And I put up about, I don't know, 15 cards up for sale. They all sold in like three days and I bought myself a new gun with the money. Very nice. <gasps> Not bad. Yeah. So uh, like I was talking to you guys before the cast, uh, there's some uh, reprints coming out in the old Jumpstart, which I assume we'll get to later. Oh, my uh, But the notable ones, uh, one was Craterhoof Behemoth. Sold that for a nice little penny. Which that was like a gazillion dollars. Yeah, I actually thought that was going to come out in that little, like, uh, green spellbook thing that's coming out. It's not spell. Oh, yeah, like the Commander Anthology green. Yeah, I was like, dude, that is a surefire hit for that, so I wanted Seems to sell like it. Seems like it would have been, yeah. And then I also sold an exquisite blood, a foil exquisite blood, because there was only one fucking printing of it. And I bought that. Dollars, I bought that for my second standard deck ever. Um, it was a rats discard standard deck. And I remember buying that. And they only had the foil. And at the time, it was like, you know, I don't know, eight bucks or something. And I was like, ah, fuck, oh. man. That's, that's really expensive, but <laughs> I guess I'll buy it. The eight bucks was really breaking the bank back then. Yeah, the whole deck was like 40 bucks, so. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and fast forward to uh, 2020, and that one single card is worth like double what that deck cost. Yeah, so. Um, Pretty close to it, if not, yeah, over it. So I was able to uh, sell a bunch of cards, which was interesting. Um, sold it on TCG Player, had a couple snafus because of the United States Postal Service and all the fundings they got going on. Gotta love uh, that. Yeah, but was able to smooth everything out, and now I'm I'm just ready to build some new commander decks. Thank God, I'm finally somebody else on the podcast that gives a shit about commander. Did you guys buy any of the precons? I made an attempt to try to find the cycling one, uh, did not succeed. I honestly forgot that they had those out. <laughs> yeah, I was. Commander's not my forte. I have one commander deck that I piss around with occasionally, and it's basically just hey, let's. Let's tone this down. You're a one deck kind of guy. Yeah, I've never made it more powerful. I've always scaled it back. Yeah, because you started time. off really degenerate, and then everybody hated it. So then you're like, okay, let's make this uh, fun. I don't give a shit if other people liked it, but that's just not the quote-unquote commander way. Gotcha. So I, I pulled it I pull it back. From, I bought them before, and they just end up sitting there. Unless there's something really that would kind of break vintage or... or really be fun to play in vintage i don't see myself buying them moving forward Corey, did you get a hold of any of them? i did i went to my uh local little baseball card shop and they had they were only selling them as a five pack um huh. because they recently you know they would sell the the popular decks and then the shitty decks would be left behind so they were just selling them all five it's i like this move yeah, I like to support that store. You know, I used to actually buy baseball cards there when I was a kid. So oh. um, I went ahead and just bought all five. And now I just got them sitting waiting for me to tear into. Hell yeah. Any notable things out of those? I'm not sure. Um, 
because what we usually do in our play group, like we'll buy the pre-cons and then one person will call dibs on one of the decks. And then in order not to play like the same deck, we all pick a different one. So I was leaning towards the cycling one since nobody picked it. Um, but I just have a feeling that's going to go up in, in price. So might as well just hang on to it and not yeah, that, open it. That might be worth more sealed than anything else. Yeah, a lot of the commander decks are worth a whole lot more uh, sealed, which is which is silly. Yeah, and then trying to piece it 100%. out. Right. So I'm just kind of building some some other random decks. I I gave myself a little uh, deck building challenge since I was bored during the COVID. Um, I was I was gonna build a commander deck, but only with cards that I currently own. Oh, oh yeah, I saw you post sick. about that on Twitter. That's actually really cool. Yeah, that's like the heart of how it should be. Exactly. It was like really in the spirit of Commander. And so um, I, I've never built a Simic deck uh, in the history of Commander. So I thought I would go ahead and build, uh, uh, what's the Tatiova? Yeah, yeah the, the Mythic Druid. Arguably the two best colors. Right, right. So uh, luckily I had uh, stocked up on some Commander staple, uh, like Acidic Slime and, and Soul Ring and all that stuff. So. Mm-hmm. So it's coming together pretty nice. That is such a cool idea. I don't even know what I would do if I set out to build a deck like that. It's such a, a deck building restriction that, you know, I've, I've tried to set restrictions for myself in the past. Um, but this one was like, oh, shit, you know, now I'm, I'm really limited. It's almost like building a deck out of a cube or something, you know? Oh, yeah, that is so cool. I honestly don't think I would have a very big problem. I have just so much shit. So much shit. That you could just throw something together just out of garbage that you have yeah. laying around. During this whole quarantine thing, I have built, I just looked up, 11 commander decks on Magic how many, Online. How many of those were that wooden nickel? Um, all but one have been from the wood nickel form. Now, now remind think... me one more time. The wooden nickel is no cards can be above a, a nickel? Yeah, so Wood Nickel is a format that me and my friends play on Magic Online, which anybody can play. Corey, you should play Wood Nickel. I know that's I I I always think about it, and I'm like, oh, I'll get around to building it, and then I never do. So this is this is me uh, putting it out there that here I come. Yeah, this is your formal invitation into the Wood Nickel gang. Yeah, Wood Nickel <laughs> is every card in the deck has to be under 0.05 tickets on Magic Online, and you would be surprised at the power level of some of the cards that fall into that cat. Magic Online has a weird economy as opposed to paper. So yeah, things definitely, uh, you would think like, oh, that wouldn't be worth money, is worth a shitload of money, and then vice versa. Yeah, yeah like you get to play Lightning Greaves. Doesn't fucking make sense to me. You get to play Lightning Greaves in Wood Nickel, where that card's like, what, like five bucks in paper? Like, that's nuts. Absolutely. But also, I don't think Swift of Boots is legal in Wood Nickel. <laughs> which is the the worst version of it. Yeah, which is yeah the, the whole magic online thing always doesn't make sense. Yeah, ones and zeros. Digital magic. I'm anti digital magic when I'm paying to basically build a collection. Like, like you're paying so much the, less. The vintage cube, I'll do that every fucking. I'm telling you, man. If you would build a wood nickel deck, like the entire deck is like three dollars. Oh yeah, I get that. It's that's probably the that and like popper decks removed than that. Oh for sure. And I've like taken these decks into non wood nickel games and have done just fine, which is just, it's nuts. Like people are playing like actual real magic cards and I'm over here playing everything is under five cents. I did the same thing with uh, one DH where your entire deck has to be yeah. under a dollar. 
or no, each card has to be under a dollar. And yeah, I would go into just regular EDH rooms and like stand up to some other decks. It was quite uh, exciting. Yeah, because then you just get to play cards that people actually have to read. And that is like one of the best parts about Commander. When somebody plays something, I'm just like, wait, what, what the hell is what this? What the fuck is, is this? <laughs> and I'm just like, oh yeah, that's a, that's a card. Just go ahead and read that one, bud. And for some reason, the card Eerie Ultimatum is somehow legal in this format. Which is card that is the that? The one from Ikoria. Eerie Ultimatum is 100% my new favorite card in Commander. It's the Abzan Ultimatum. So two white, three black, two green. Return any number of permanent cards with different names from your graveyard to the battlefield. From oh, your graveyard, which wow. is wild. Uh-huh. Yeah, so you just uh, go ahead and just vomit your graveyard or your library into your graveyard and then just put everything uh, into where it matters on the battlefield. I hear that's uh, that's pretty good to do in Commander. Yeah, 100% very powerful magic the Gathering. It's pretty good to do in any form of magic. <laughs> And so, like, the entire deck is just, like, some white cards and some green cards and then all black cards and just vomit everything into your graveyard, cast your ultimatum, and then kill them with all of the black creatures entering the battlefield with Grey Merchant of Bass. Oh, that's good. Uh-huh. Good old, good old Gary. Because all of the cards that have, like, multiple black mana symbols, turns out, are not very expensive on Magic Online because nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> so you yeah, can you play, just... like... Pestilence Demon, Demon of Dark Schemes, Reaper of the Abyss, all of just the awful demons, Great Merchant of Asphodel, and then if I don't win with Gary, I you also am playing... I am, I'm playing a bunch of demons, and I'm playing Liliana's Contract, which is so sick. It is a uh, five-mana enchantment, enters the battlefield, you draw four cards and lose four life, and it, your upkeep, if you control four or more demons, you win the game. <laughs> that is spicy. Yeah, so good. Like, what an absurd concept. And all of these cards are dirt cheap. Yeah, fuck yeah. Commander Online is so sick. I do enjoy it. Um, I also sold uh, my uh, online collection, which had went up recently as well. So um, I'm excited to get into the wooden nickel because that's just like, you know, buck. Yeah, if you just bucks. have like five bucks laying around, you could play a very competitive deck. Absolutely. Which is so cool. But like at some point, do we want to talk about uh jumpstart? Actual magic. Commanders I mean what don't you ever try to say that Wood Nickel is an actual that's the peak of format. Sure. Well I'll let you have this for today. <laughs> <laughs> no, fellas, we got the complete jumpstart spoilers this week. Got it all. And this quite possibly might be one of the best sets Wizards has ever released. There are a lot of needed reprints set like i'm trying to think back like there might be like the first modern masters maybe had more good reprints in it than this i don't even think that dude like but it's close this hits multiple format reprints not just modern ones modern ones yeah very true yeah the reprints in this set are just disgusting your voice got really high there <laughs> <laughs> shit dude um so Corey, what are some cards out of uh jumpstart that particularly caught your eye this is going to come as no surprise but tiny bones trinket thief yes is everything i've ever wanted ever um i don't know if you guys already went over him he's a one two for one and a black legendary creature skeleton rogue at the beginning of each end step if an opponent discarded a card this way you draw a card and lose one life and then pay four black black. Each opponent with no cards in hand loses 10 life. 
Oh, there's just so many, so many applications for that little guy. Specifically, uh, for me in EDH, uh, it's a perfect little finisher, if not workhorse, for my Zer discard deck. Oh yeah, and to be able to just, you know, it's he's a small dude. I don't usually attack much in that deck, anyways. So. The fact that he doesn't have, like, you know, good attacking or defending stats doesn't really, you know, I don't care about that. But, no, he uh, just sits there and just, like, tens two of your opponents. Yeah. Does, it's this, cr- does this dude make uh, Legacy Pox playable again? Um, No, absolutely not. <laughs> that, was a, that was quicker than I, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't mean that you can't try. No, I, Corey, we did cover this card. But the, I'm pretty sure the first thing we said when we when we started talking about it was this is the most Corey card we've ever seen ever. Absolutely, Absolutely. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm in love. I'm in love. What can I say? Also, one of the things I saw because with with some of the new uh, creatures that they spoiled with Jumpstart on Twitter, I believe they came out with like a little blurb section, just like a little bit of backstory to the character. The one for Tiny Bones is so good. It just, it says like, he doesn't like stealing. He doesn't want to steal, but he has to put food on the table for his little skeleton family. He's just a single dad trying to make ends meet, you know? And he's got to steal little green glowing gems in order to put some food on the table for his little skeleton kids, which is such a sick backstory for this guy because he's never going to be like, a member of the fucking gate watch or something, but yeah. not yet. Not with that it's attitude. So sick that he got his own little like storyline. He's like Robin Hood, you know. He's mm-hmm. got to steal from the rich and give to the Golgari. Yeah. yeah, steal from rich, give to the dead people. Exactly. I fucking love me some tiny. So when was this uh, officially completely spoiled? Um, earlier this week, I believe Tuesday was the last day. Because this is the first time I'm looking at the complete spoilers. You know, one or two would pop up on Twitter. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. But I'm looking at, you know, uh, Salvala was actually up in price a lot because she only had a conspiracy printing. Yep. And it looks like she's getting a reprint in here. For much needed reprint. And, like, we've already covered the fact that, like, these reprints are nuts. But, like, we'll say again. Like you said, Salvala was nuts in price. Crater Hoof was ridiculous in price. I mean, Shieldred, like that card was like 35, 40 bucks and it's just getting reprinted here. Rise of the Dark Realms. This is the second printing of it, I think. Yeah, I believe you're correct with that. And like that card's a commander staple. Like they are coming out with a commander set later this year. And I will be shocked if it has more commander staples in it than Jumpstart, a not commander focused set. One might just have new. Yeah, but it having new things doesn't change the fact that there are cards in the format that are like staples. $70 cards. That are gazillion dollars, yeah. If anything, that's going to jump the prices of those. As a predominantly uh, singleton format player, you know, Commander, uh, Tiny Leaders, Oathbreaker, whatever, Mm -hmm. this, this year has so much stuff that I'm interested in that I... I'm scared that I'm not going to be able to purchase everything that I want. Um, I, I, we're talking about before the cast that like the, the announcement for Jumpstart came out so long ago that like I had forgotten about it. And now that it's finally upon us, I'm like, oh, shit, like 
I think I am actually interested in. Yeah, I think we all kind of just wrote it off and just like, oh, whatever. It's going to be some like goofy limited thing and they're not going to give us anything that we really give a shit about. And they were like, fucking idiots. Here's um, here's like 40, 20 dollar and up cards. I have fun. Yeah, there's some heavy hitters in this set. And I know Tyler will agree with me that some of these basic lands are Woo-hoo! fucking dope. Woo-hoo, boy. Oh, God. We started talking about this last week with the ones that we had already spoiled to us. But now that we have the full list of basic lands, these, I mean, you're going to be hard pressed to find better basics in Magic. Full stop. These are the best basics of all time. Are these packs going to have like a foil in them at all? That I don't think they are going to have foils in all of these like very specific pack lands. There's only going to be one of these basics. The fancy ones. In that themed pack. So some of these like the island that is Millstone or the Goblin Mountain or like the Dog Plain, stuff like that. You're only going to get one of them if you're lucky enough to get that pack. These lands are going to be super sought out. So there's that zombie one with, like, the little swamp in front of it. Holy shit. Yeah, that one, I believe, is from the reanimator. That is gorgeous. Do you guys see the price of the Pyrexian swamp when it's pre-selling for? $25? $25, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. I mean, and I don't think that that's that's the bottom price of it. That's one of those few things that I think the pre-sale for it is lower than I think what it's actually going to end up as, which is weird. Yeah, especially if there's only one in the seeded pack. And if you think about it too, that Phyrexian pack is one of the quote-unquote mythic themes. Those packs aren't going to be coming around every single booster box that you open. Like, you're not guaranteed to get one of those Phyrexian lands every time you open a booster box of Jumpstart. Yeah. I need to go back and look up all the sweet little details of Jumpstart. Oh, it's so sick, man. Well... Well, let's let's go through a quick synopsis of how the, the packs are set up, just for Corey and also people who didn't listen last week. Yeah, how um, it work. Yeah, so in Jumpstart, there are 46 themes, and there are 121 different packs. The themes are broken up into Mythic, Rare, and Common. So the Common themes, there are four different packs. The Rare themes have two different packs, and the Mythic themes have one pack. So then gotcha. when you open a pack... It has like this little card that kind of tells you what the theme is. And if it's a common one, it could be one of the four different packs. And each of the packs has a different set of cards and a different rare and stuff. But the mythic ones, if you open up like the Phyrexian one, you know that you're immediately opening up a a Shieldred, which is (laughs) pretty busted. Yeah, so... so Damn, yeah, there's no foils set. Yeah, no foils, which I mean... It's probably for the best. I love that. I love the fact that there's no foils because foils can uh, suck my dick. But just imagine the world where you open up a foil, one of those Phyrexian swamps. I would just orgasm. Yeah, like how stiff are you at that exact moment? And what like are you the said, chances, the millstone one. What are the chances Ooh. of getting two mythic packs? Um, Somebody called Joel Larson. Joel <laughs> Larson. Do the math on that one. I have no clue what the math is on that, but I'm sure you could figure it out. That'd be fucking wild, yeah. I I don't know how many mythics. I'm sure there is like an amount of mythics packs. 11. That you get oh, a, per box. In a booster box. Yeah. I'm assuming it's not many. Like it's probably two or three, maybe. Yeah. Two or three, a couple more rare and then a lot of common ones. God, I'm so excited. Matt, did you see any uh, new cards 
that were spoiled from Jumpstart that you wanted to talk about? Uh, Perexian Tower. Nice. Yes. Yeah, that's a good reprint. I'm a big fan of that. Again, Commander All-Star that was like 20 bucks. A Sacrifice Outland on a land that also gives you more mana is never in a million years going to be a bad thing. Yeah, definitely. Not. It. Uh, this is its, what, third printing, I think? I think you might be right, yeah. Yeah, got one in Ultimate, I believe. I, oh, I that's true. Was, and the I first one, one in the Ultimate Masters in this. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. That's sick. Uh, that's what I was looking through to see if there was any. A card that we talked about uh, before we started recording, but definitely is worth a conversation here. Bruvac, the Grand Dipla, or Diliquent. That's the uh, mill guy. The mill dude, yeah. Yeah, the, yes. Oh, he, yes. <laughs> he is two and a blue for a 1-4 legendary creature human advisor and if a opponent would mill one or more cards they mill twice that many cards instead that's just one thank you for finally putting mill as a keyword yep that is long overdue and second like people are gonna build the shit out of this deck as you know using this as their commander um, I'm more excited about putting it in the 99 so it opens it up to like a Demir type of deck. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, I this mean it is just becomes... an advisor too. They had to make it the advisor. To oh yeah. To use for, it, I uh, guess. Persistent petitioner, the one in a blue. Yeah. The fact that they made it a human advisor, like that was so intentional and I love it. Oh, I guarantee it was. A... Yeah, it had to have been. This guy just immediately becomes like one of the best mill commanders ever, right? If not the best, I think it uh, has maybe not the to best. Take... What would you argue is the best? Um, the... I would say Fenex, right? The is uh, that the god? god? Yeah, uh, probably the god. Okay, I think okay. having access to black is just so crucial in that deck. Well, hold on, let me ask you a question: milling yourself or milling your? Oh, I think your opponent, because this. Uh, I mean, if you're trying to win by milling your opponent, that is a mill deck. If you're putting cards in your own graveyard, that could be a whole myriad of different decks. I was about to say, because I really think that Gitrog monster would be the best for no, milling get, yourself. No, Get Wrecked monster is not a mill deck. Though. That's a that's just like a graveyard synergy deck. Right. Yeah, I have a uh, Lazav Demir Mastermind mill deck. Oh, um, yeah, Lazav is sick. But milling is almost like, you know, secondary to just stealing people's shit, making copies of their stuff, uh, casting stuff out of their library and graveyard. And then Mill's just kind of obnoxiously tagging along to, to finish out the game. Yeah, well, Mill is kind of just like the means to an end in that deck, right? Like, you need things in the graveyard to be able to steal and copy. Right. So Mill is what gets you there. Absolutely. But this this guy, Bruvac, he's like, I don't, I don't, I don't fucking care what's in the deck. Just put it. Just put it in put your it graveyard. In graveyard. It's a workhorse. It's a win condition. God, so he's good. so gross. Also... Uh, casting, like, turn one, soul ring, turn two, this guy, turn three, <laughs> traumatize. <laughs> oh, Go fuck no. yourself. <laughs> I think it, when it leaves them with one card in the deck, if they have an odd number of cards. Oh, that's gross. Yeah, C-E-D-H all the way. Uh-huh. <laughs> I That is exactly what I'm into. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, just massive mill and counter backup. Yeah, yeah, just have, and then you just have like a force of will and a blue card in your hand, or like force of negation blue card in your hand. Gross. I mean, a hundred card singleton, that's not going to happen very frequently. But the first time somebody does that, they are going to feel like a fucking god. Well, there's also force of will, force of negation, misdirection. There's more free counter spells than you think. 
Yeah, I mean, and even just like cheap counter spells, you don't have to do it on turn three. Like but if you, you do it on turn five, that's probably good enough. These jumpstart boxes are only going for 150. That's not too bad. Now, question for you, Corey. Are these 36 packs or are they 24 packs? Ooh, that is a, that's a handsome looking question. That's a really good question. I would assume 20 since they're 20 cards each, but I don't... I think they're probably the same as Masters, right? So, so 24, 24 packs. packs. 24 packs? It's also but a this, lot of cards. But this kind of has the conspiracy vibe to it, too, where, like, half of the fun is actually um, the limited format of it. You know, like, I don't think a lot of people... Well, I mean, some people are going to be just cracking these to get the cards out, but mm -hmm. the fun is, like, you know, picking two packs and then trying to make a deck work out of it. Oh, absolutely. Like, I'm more excited to play this format than I have been in playing a limited format in a while. And I've loved recent limited sets. Like, I really love Theros. I love Akoria. I'm really excited to play Corset 2021 for some reason because it's a Corset, but it just looks really good. Looks very, very good. I have a boner all day long for 2021. But this, like, makes Corset 2021, which we all agree is going to be very good, look like look a like bitch. Peasant shit. Compared to what, how much fun Jumpstart is going to be. I only hope that Jumpstart is actually as fun as I think it's going to be in my brain. Because if so, yeah. I might not play Magic in any other way ever again. I'm going to call bullshit on that. <laughs> okay, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> when I think of like, oh boy, I'm excited to do something in the future. It's not like, oh, I'm excited to play this deck that I'm building. Oh, I'm excited to try and deck build a wooden nickel. I'm excited to play Jumpstart and get some people together in real life. It's super pack war. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's turbo pack war. Absolutely. Yeah, just like That's imagine. I said to Tyler, you could do, we could do pack wars with these just one single pack. Oh, you yeah, you you definitely could. It might not be the best experience. Like I don't know how it's gonna actually turn out. But if you like get one of these packs and are just like at your LGS with one of your homies. You both just buy one of these packs for, what, probably like five, six bucks? Nah, I and, think they're going to be more expensive than that, right? Uh, what, were the ma what were the Masters packs? The Masters packs were like ten bucks. I would assume it would be at be that around price that. point. Sure. Just an educated guess. But, but you buy one of these packs for like five to ten bucks, and then you just sit down and just <laughs> open up the pack, shuffle it, and deal. And then somebody yeah, opens up like one of the Mythic packs, and you open up like the Tree Folk one. And uh, you just get your ass filled in. Yeah, you're going to get the mythic, yeah. like the best mythic one. <laughs> and then just get like, yeah, the go wide that only makes 10 tokens. And then that's it. And that is the one thing that I'm worried about this limited format. If you go to like a local game store, and I'm assuming like they're going to be running FNMs for this or whatever. They're definitely doing uh, a pre-release for sure. I guarantee they'll do FNMs. But like it runs like a regular pre-release so are you just you just get two packs and then you play I'd, a three-round pre-release with it that would be my guess you just mix it up random go because my worry is that there's just going to be like an unbeatable mythic pack that is just the chase one for any kind of like actual play that if you open up like let's say the phyrexian one is the one that's just unbeatable you open up the Phyrexian one, and you are just unfucking stoppable Like, it doesn't really, matter what packs your opponent opens. You're just going to crush them. I actually think the the Reanimate one is going to be the, the best. Really? If I were to take a stab in the dark, yeah. Is the Reanimate one, that is one of the rare ones, right? Or the Mythics? Yes. Yeah, I believe so. So the Mythics are Basra, Nicorns, Teferi, Mill, Liliana, Phyrexian, Chandra, Seismic, Garuk, 
Walls is fucking mythic in Rainbow. No, the reanimator one's in. Oh, so maybe you're wrong, bud. Reanimator one is common, oh. so I'm super wrong on. That. So there's different. There's four different facts. I mean, I feel like the one that you open up just actual factual reanimate is the best one. Yeah. Or mill might be the best because it's only it's forty cards. Forty cards. I would say have... mill just might be unbeatable. And like you have half of your deck milling, if milling thirty three cards and probably less than that generally drawing cards throughout the game, etc. Yeah, but like there's going to be somebody out there that just like they open up the Teferi one. Yeah, and just and then open up like the the vampires, and they just have a blue black deck that just happens to have Teferi Master of Time in it. Like, in the world where you open up, like, the dinosaur and <laughs> wizards one, like, yeah. when are you ever beating <laughs> Teferi ever? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, the mill one, that seems just silly. Like, but yeah. As a, the, as a play experience, the first person to ever open up, like, the double up on, like, one of the mythic ones, like, they get the Teferi and the Teferi one. Oh, they might have like that where the way they pack them, they might not do that. But I feel like oh, it's just because they're be... seated packs. You might be right. Yeah, I could be wrong though. But yeah, imagine like you had the Perexian Teferi. Yeah, who knows? Teferi's tootlet. Oof, that's a sexy card. Oh, are we ta- are we talking about Corset 2021 card? Oh, that comes in the mill pack. Oh, mind blown. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they have 2021 in here. Yeah, that's in the mill pack, and that's also in Corsat 2021. Yeah, wow. same with Teferi and uh, Teferi's Insight. Because my Una, Queen of the Fae deck, is already playing Sphinx's Tutelage. You better bet I'm jamming Teferi's Tutelage in there as well as an additional win condition. Oh, yeah. That card's so sick. I feel like a Planeswalker in the If you just open one of the ones with a Planeswalker, uh, you're going to be pretty set. I'm, but that's kind of like any other limited format, right? Like if you're, sitting, if you're sitting at a table and you're drafting and you open like a pack one, pick one planeswalker, like you're already at a significant advantage. Except your packs aren't, which these packs are. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Look, that's fair. Like you, you so do have to do the, the skill between, thing of drafting. Yeah. It's the difference between building your deck around that and saying, here's your deck that's built around this or half of your deck. Yeah. That, I mean, that's super, that's really, really true. Like, I got to play Paper Acoria, and in pack two, I got past uh, Luca, and I just, like, ran away. Like, I ran away with every game that I cast Luca, and it wasn't even kind of close. Like, playing oh, yeah, blockers are just busted and limited. Yeah, card advantage, and that one typically can turn your shitty stuff into better stuff, and the card advantage is just absurd with that one specific. Yeah, like, you play Luca on turn five, and then you sack, like, a, a three drop, and you just get a five drop. And your opponent just never recovers, ever. Yeah. Man, imagine getting the mill pack and the walls pack. <laughs> oh my god. I think yeah, we you're found just, the you're best win. combination. <laughs> yeah, out of the Mythics, what are the best two ones to get together? I think Corey just nailed it. Yeah, that one's probably there. So Hold on, let me, let me bring this back up. It fucking Corey. closed on me here. The best, best two Mythics, you said? Yeah, the best two Mythic packs, I think, almost have to be in in combination with each other. Mill and Walls. No, probably Chandra, the Seismic, because they're both yeah. direct damage and aggro. Yeah, I'd say either of those combinations, because the uh, Seismic and Chandra, they just go together too well. You basically just have the burn deck at that point. 
and that's, then, yeah, it's... but the mill and the walls, I just it reminds me of uh, M fourteen draft where I got uh, the Jace Planeswalker, and that was just my win condition every single game. Oh yes, and I just stacked up on like white you know, walls and shit like that. So is that the Jace that mills 10 for free? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. That checks out. (laughs) That's so good. Yeah. That was limited, but yeah, I, I, fuck, I might have to just pre-order one of these right now. Yes. I I mean, I will be playing this for sure without question. I don't care how we have to do it. So is this this on magic online? No, but it is on arena. Okay. Well, that still give, that still, is flowing blood to downstairs. Yes. Yes. Jesus Christ. It's actually that that's a Corey. I could not have asked for a better segue into the next thing I wanted to talk about. There is actually a discrepancy between the cards that are coming out in jumpstart for paper and the ones that are coming out in arena. Right. There's like a 20 card difference, correct? Yeah, that is a hundred percent correct. There are cards that they deemed too powerful to be able to put directly into historic that they change for specifically the uh, arena release. So reanimate, I'm assuming, is probably one of those cards. Uh, yeah, you know, one of them is the replacement for reanimate. They're putting in doomed necromancer into historic, which is pretty cool because I love that. So not even close to the same, but well, yeah, it's obviously not the same power level because like there's lightning bolt in jumpstart. That's too good for for historic path to oh. exile, obviously. Yeah, Path to Exile. So they they replaced Path to Exile with Vanishing Light. Um, Shieldred, too good. They replaced that with Carnifex Demon from Mirrodin, I believe, right? No, it's... Yeah, it's from Mirrodin. Uh, Four and two black for a creature demon. It has flying, and it enters the battlefield with two minus one, minus one counters. And for one black, you can remove a minus one, minus one counter from Carnifex Demon and put a minus one, minus one counter on each other creature. It's a 6-6. I do remember that card now that you read it. Yep. Um, and then Ball Lightning is being replaced with Lightning Serpent, which, Matt, if you can tell me what Lightning Serpent is, I will give you a dollar. How many hints do I get? Uh, zero. I don't know if I... Corey, I, can... I will give you two dollars if, if you can tell me what Lightning Serpent is. Um, it's kind of unfair because I have it right here in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's X and a red for a 2-1. Um, trample Haste. It comes into play with X plus one plus zero counters on it and then sacrifice it at the end of turn. Oh, this is from Cold Snap. It is from Cold Snap. That's crazy that they're introducing lightning. They're introducing plus one plus zero counters into uh, Arena. Arena, yeah, that's weird. Instead of just putting fucking ball lightning into Arena, that's the weirdest part. Well, this is much better than ball lightning. You think so? Well, I mean, they determined the ball lightning's too good for historic. Maybe Instead, just the mono red deck is already good. I guess, I don't I don't know in historic really. So yeah, ball lightning too good. Instead, let's actually make the program so it can add plus one plus zero counters. Yeah, that won't be confusing to new people, especially with all the bullshit that has like double counters and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying anything makes sense that Wizards does. It's a fair point. Yeah. Um, also, speaking of uh, plus one, plus oh, uh, instead of printing goblin lore into historic, they're printing goblin aura flame, which is the one in a red enchantment that says attacking creatures you control get plus one, plus oh. That's an old school card. Yeah. Um, also, Three goblin in a red. Lore, getting a reprint, not nothing. 
Uh, well, it doesn't really see play anymore, I think, is the, the big thing. No, but, I mean, if things change in modern, I could see maybe that deck having a resurgence. I don't know. Yeah, modern's in some weird state. And, the last I, and card... I really don't even know what that... I'll let you finish. Go ahead. <laughs> the last card that's getting put into Historic uh, is Fanatic of Mogus. Shout out to Theros, original Theros. Um, it's replacing Flame Tongue Kabu. Fanatic Amogus was one of my absolute favorite cards in Theros Limited. Really? Yeah. Um, when it enters the battlefield, you deal damage equal to your devotion to red to uh, a player or to a, your opponent. And it's a 4-2 for four mana for three and a red. Yeah, I loved this card. That was a nice little finisher back then. Hell yeah, you just get busy with like a, like a super aggressive red-white deck. And then they eventually build a wall to stop you. And then you're just like, haha, idiot, take six. Yeah, I really liked Fnatic. What uh, format is that, or what set is that from? Fnatic Amogus is uh, originally from Theros. original Theros. Because, yeah, you know, I, I know what it is. It's the, yeah, it's the tour or whatever. It's it a minute for Shaman, and you better yeah. put some fucking respect on that name. Yeah, it took me a minute, but I, I remember it. It's very <laughs> good. Not as good as Gary, but... No, it's the red Gary, though. It's part of that cycle. Except for Gary was a fucking common for some reason. And it gains you life. Gary is way better than this. That's not even a question. Oh, yeah. No, you're, you're, yeah, you're 100% right. All right, fellas. I got two questions. One, out of these themes that we have for, uh, for Jumpstart, what is your favorite theme? I'll let you go first there, Corey. Um, favorite theme. I mean, that's a tough one. There's a, there's a lot close to my heart. There's, uh, zombies. There's mill. There's discard. Um, what I think is the most powerful, I'd say the mill. But my favorite is going to have to be discard. I just, it's, there's such a psychological factor to taking cards out of somebody's hand. It's so disheartening that um, even though I might lose the game, I still win. Yeah, no, you you're win, 100% right. You win the battle. Exactly. And the war. <laughs> that is the most Corey answer, too. I love that. <laughs> and also, you can get tiny bones in the discard pack. Absolutely. So that's got to play a role. I got a tiny bone just thinking about it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but Matt, what is, uh, what's your favorite theme? If so I'm going to keep it themey with Matt, ugh, there's a couple. I really like the elves. Even though the elves suck in this one, I have a soft spot for elves. Cries an Allosaurus Shepherd. <laughs> yeah, that homie there is, is real good. Oh, I don't want to talk uh, about it. I'm going to have to say the reanimated. Really? Yeah. I can get down with that. That or the Teferi one. Boom. The Teferi one is probably going to be way better, but the Reanimator one seems super fun. Yeah, weird that a Mythic one is going to be better than a uh, common one. What about you, Tyler? So the Spirits. You don't even have to fucking ask him. It's Spirits. <laughs> yeah, okay. So after <laughs> after some hard-fought debate between a couple different options, yeah, I have landed on the fact that yeah, it's, it's very obviously Spirits. There was not even kind of a close convention. The, the second that I saw that there was a Spirits one, uh, it was the Spirits one. If we're talking about ones that I want to play, Spirits far and beyond is my favorite. For the most powerful, I think I'm going to have to go with Mill, like Corey said. Like, that one just seems like it's going to be just unbeatable if you have a, just the ability to mill your opponent's 40-card deck. Well, we have the deck list, so what's in the... Oh, yeah, there's some fucking heavy hitters in there. <laughs> yes. no, yeah, that, no, it's super Jesus. good. Especially well, if you have uh, Bruvac out, like, it's game over. There's just, like, all around good, like, the Selhoff Ocul Oculus is just a good card. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Yeah, this set is so sick. Okay, next question. Now, Matt, you're familiar with the grading scale. Corey, 
I don't know if you are or not, but now that we're having so many products come out, we've decided to do the Fetch and Shot grading scale. What do you think this set is on a scale of 1 to 10? Overall, not like, oh, limited, this is a this for constructed, that's this for commander. Yeah, Overall. Taking, yeah, taking all things into consideration, whether it's going to be fun to play in limited, whether the cards reprints are great, uh, all, all of the different things that could encompass this. Grade it on a scale of 1 to 10. Okay, so I haven't played it yet, but what I, what I think it's going to, because uh, the play experience may may vary. Um, reprints, it's good. Uh, commander, new commander cards. I think it's just, it's hitting a pretty consistent high bar, so I'm going to go ahead and give it an 8 right now, but after I play it, I might, may have a different grade for it. Subject to change exactly when it comes to the actual playing of the board. right yeah i can agree with that um i would say mine for pretty much the exact same reasons like the reprints are busted the commander cards there are some there are some cards in here that i'm willing to explore and also there are cards in here that i know that i'm going to see and guaranteed lose to yeah i'm feeling like a very very strong eight and a half on this one like this set is not like coming off of the spoiler season that we had for a course at 2021 I didn't think we were going to get something as exciting as that set. And then they immediately jumped into Jumpstart. And I'm like, oh, no, this is just better. It's just better than Corsair 2020. I actually have to. I'm at about an eight and a half as well, just because it it hits all the marks. I think it's going to be fun. and It's not really ever going to be the same. You could probably do this 10 times in a row. And chances of you having the same deck 10 times in a row, not likely. Possible, yes not like well i mean even the chances of you having this the same two themes in a row is significantly higher than you having the same two decks like you could have the same two themes and have two completely different decks exactly uh as Corey mentioned crazy reprints for commander there's legacy staples here um i'm not sure if there's any like modern reprints or vintage playable stuff but there's just a lot of good money cards in set oh i'm a thousand percent gonna buy this like i'm gonna buy a box of this and I'm going to try to jam it as much as I can. Like, I'm more excited to play this than I am to play, like, a mystery booster draft. Oh, that's actually... Yeah, I, and I even got to play a mystery booster draft this past weekend. And I think mystery booster is one of the best draft formats we've had in a long time. This seems like it's just going to be better. It's a bold claim. And also this, is, this is another thing, too. How do you classify that? Because me and Matt had this conversation, like, we, you can't call it sealed, really. Can you? Like, is this just its own format? It's just jumpstart? I mean, I think it's a marriage between draft and sealed. Um, but then again, you don't really get to pick your pack. So, yeah, it's it's like pseudo sealed, I want to say. Yeah, pseudo sealed is the closest I can get. Like, it's it's its own format. So like how it's going to be so hard to kind of grade it on the scale of other great limited formats because it does fall into the category of a limited format but it like i can't say that oh this is better than this sealed format or this sealed format or this sealed format because it's so dramatically different it'll be interesting if it does well if they're willing to do it again in a couple years jumpstart to electric boogaloo Woo! Yeah. <laughs> i guarantee again well with how sets are coming out we'll just have jumpstart two in you know D december 2020 <laughs> and we'll get to just revisit this I can't wait. It's fair. It looks fun. It really does. It looks fun from a perspective. 
It looks fun if you just want to buy a box and crack packs. It seems you know less what, fun, but it does seem. You know what would be cool, Matt and Corey? What, what's that? I feel a lead in. I feel it. It is a lead in a little bit to a nice shameless plug for an event that we're going to have on the Fetch and Shock Discord. I'm listening. So I already for... know what it is, but I'm, I'm working for the... <laughs> You're like, oh, I don't know what this is. I'm very excited to hear about this. Whatever brand could it be. So, yeah, I mean, ideally, I don't know how easy these packs are going to come by. Like, if these packs are going to be available at, like, a box store, like a Target or Walmart, I have, I have no clue. But if they are, this format might be the second Fetch and Shock post-release, pre-release event. It could be. Which, I like for those it. of you who are not familiar, we're having the very first Fetch and Shock post-pre-release, pre-release. <laughs> on the Fetch and Shock Discord, we're having it July, sometime on the weekend of July 10th through the 12th. Yeah, one of those days. And so what we're doing is we're going to get six packs of Core Set 2021. Everybody's going to build a sealed deck, and then we're going to play games of Sealed Magic the Gathering over the website Spell Table. So if you're interested in joining in on the Fetch and Shock post pre-release pre-release, go into the Fetch and Shock Discord. You can find that link on our Twitter and in the description of this episode, there's a whole entire channel dedicated to the post pre-release pre-release. Jump in, say you're interested, and uh, you can join in the fun. Interesting. Corey, are you interested in playing the post pre-release pre-release? Say post release pre-release one more time. <laughs> and I'm going <laughs> to drive to your house and smack you. Every time you've said it, I've tried not to laugh. It's, it's a great name. It's the perfect I, name. I endorse the pro... pro I don't even want to say it. it's all you. Um, oh, it's pretty Is that what you're talking about? Yes, yeah. that. So is Spell Table, what is that like uh, just a streaming sort of thing? Or is it like a... Um... Well, fuckface, if you listen to last week's episode, I haven't you would know exactly yet. what Spell Table is. I'm savoring the the episodes. He's got to savor the flavor. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It was made for EDH. Um, yeah, it was made to stream and record magic. Paper games of magic. Nice. Over, over the interwebs. The first app that was designed and built solely for playing paper magic remotely. <laughs> this is the E3 trailer for yeah. Spell Table. <laughs> I wish they did trailers. Yeah, and, and it turns out from the limited research that I've done, uh, the Fetch and Shock post-release pre-release is actually the very first event run through Spell Table. So we're, we are setting benchmarks for Magic the Gathering. In the world of digital media. For an account right now. Hey, oh, we got another one, baby. It's going to end up being like 500 when we're not going to be able to do it. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to be like, oh, sorry, everyone. Uh, I know that you were very excited for the Fetch and Shock post pre-release pre-release. But uh, there's too many, so all you fuck off. Actually, it wouldn't be that hard. You just need, we would just need to get a program, run everything. Uh, That seems like a lot of work. Not really. It's, you just share the link. people. We can just do five. That makes it easier on me. I can I can count to that number. So that helps. That does help. <laughs> I can't count to five hundred. So let's not get that high. But See, to trans- that'll be fun. Yeah, transition. I'm so excited. Turn but to transition away from uh, jumpstart. Let's move into our top five of the week. And by top five, I mean top three because we now have our fancy third person here. So we're doing a top three of the week and. We already talked about what we love about Jumpstart. Our favorite cards, our favorite themes. Now, keep that motherfucker themey. We want to keep it extra themey. Themey. We're doing our top three themes we wish were in Jumpstart. Now, Matt, you and I, we already had our uh, top fives 
pre-built and then Corey hijacked the podcast and came in and now we reduced it. So I know you at least have two as an honorable mention. I've actually thought of more. So I have four. on. God, you're such a piece of shit. Uh, One, they would never do. And it wouldn't work with this type of format uh, because it would just be basically dead unless you got a specific second one. But Storm was one of mine. Oh, okay. But like I said, it wouldn't like say you get Storm and plus one plus one counter. It wouldn't really work. No, that would be not very good. Uh, my second one was big mana. They really have any big mana, uh, like ramp or stuff that adds multiple mana to your mana pool. Uh, not, for example, like mana rocks or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, third one, silver bullets, something like tutoring creatures out, say like birthing pod or fiend artisan or something like that, where it's, hey, there's we know what the basics of this set are. Let's give you a silver bullet. I knew you would try to find a way to put Birthing Bond in something. God damn right I would. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, my last one will Charming. Charms. Get it? Charms. Hey. Oh, look at you. But you like have it. like all the charms that would really work with it. Have a little bit of mana fixing. You can just do two color charms to make it easy or three or make your own fucking charms. I don't care. I like that. Those are the honorable mentions. Now, Corey, I know you had limited time to come up with a top three, but do you have any honorable mentions? Um, I think I might have some. Uh, they're not very fun ones, so I'm actually glad these aren't in the set, but <laughs> maybe some hate bears. That actually sounds super fucking fun. That sounds awesome. Yeah, a little... little uh, Hate bears. Um, the other one was chaos. I fucking hate, hate, hate chaos decks in EDH so much. <laughs> um, I, but I feel like in limited, like that might be a little fun. Probably would be pretty fun. Like oh, that one. That's absolutely, a good one. it would be fun. That would be so sick. And so those are my honorable mentions. Okay, well, I only have three honorable mentions. Uh, first of all, just because they're fresh in my memory, I would have wanted. There to be a multicolor shrine pack. Hey, like we got the shrines in the corset 2021. We have the original ones. Throw all 10 of them in a pack with a bunch of random color lands and ways to fix. And that's a pack. That'd have been so sick. I also... been, that's hard to do with. Well, they do have one of that already. So fuck it. Yellow. Yeah, kind of. Okay, I'm in. I also would want a Theros like gods pack. Because they already had, like, the god pack in Theros where you opened it up and it was just, like, all of the gods in one pack. Just do that, but uh, it's just the gods and lands. That's cool. So, like, if they can make it to turn, like, four, then they're good. But other than that... After that, you're fucked, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're just... Yeah, you're absolutely KO. There's no way you're winning that game. It's just a nice little nod to the original god pack. Just make a god pack in this, but it's not, like, the god pack. It's the Theros god pack. I also... Would have loved to see. They did the multicolor, like the five mana rainbow pack. Why did they not do like a metalcraft artifact pack? I think that'd be good because it goes with any color and you're not really restricted on that. Sure, but I maybe not make it like metalcraft per se, but just like an artifact matters pack would have been so cool. I, th- I just think that that's too easy. Too easy. It really is, because it's your mana's not really getting hurt unless they make blue-red or something. Sure. I mean, yeah, they could have done that. So it looks like there's a artifact recursion pack, but that's not really... Yeah, something with maybe, like, some um, something, some pants to put on some creatures, you know? 
Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd have been so sick. Just Maybe like a, even like living weapons or something. Yeah, like sword, a battle just skull swords, pack. all the swords. All the, yeah, <laughs> just a that death really good. Yeah, you just put four stone forge mystics. You just don't. You don't even need that. You just have an equipment pack. You get all the swords. And then there's an ornithopter pack. It just has ornithopter. I would hope to open that <laughs> with the sword pack. You just zero lands 20 ornithopters. <laughs> that deck would actually probably win. A- yeah, Imagine that with the plus with. one, plus one counter. Oh my god. Although if you just put 20 ornithopters, your mana base fucking terrible. Well, you'd always have an ornithopter to cast. It's true. You could buy time, I guess. That's all right, I'm in on it. A- Let's That's the it. walls pack. Yeah. It's just all orthopters. Does anyone else have any uh, other honorable men? No, I think that's all I caught. Um, let's move on to our top three. I think we should just go around and just everybody do their three and then everybody do their two and then everybody do their one. Perfect. Who wants to start it out? Uh, I'll start it out. So three is cheaty creatures like big dumb idiots, whether it's now, obviously we can't put show and tell in, but actually show and tell would probably be fine. Like show and tell or... Luca or uh, the fucking not sneak attack, but it's a spell. It's five mana attacks through the breach. Oh, yeah, you could do through the breach. Oh, the druids. Something to discount the... big dumb idiots, pretty Maybe much. Show and tell. Oh, new Prophoros is a good one. Yeah, list. something like that. I think that would be pretty fun. Now, what would be the creature that they would put in that as like the big sneaky idiot that you put in? I don't know. Like, obviously, you couldn't do fucking Brand or like. Emrakul. Lightsteel or, yeah, it would have to be something <laughs> fair. But then again, they put children in. So I oh, don't just know. imagine getting that pack in the children pack and just getting like a turn four children. But like, uh, like, what about a Titan? Some one of the Titans yeah. or one like of the that. gear hulks. Do the oath and then Inferno Titan. Yeah, you could do something super simple. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Now, granted, it would, the color would have to match whatever your cheaty effect was there's more in red than blue so it'd be a red spell or yeah. like an oath of druids and something or i don't know what it was to be honest but or do something some big artifact like sundering titan because it's limited and oh, a lot of basic you. lands who knows i like that that's a really good one here uh, we'll let our guests go last i will go i will give mine my number three um a morph pack that's a good one that's like, really good with any you're always going to hit your three drop yeah exactly like the and they could do like a five color pack with that because then like the mana fixing really doesn't have to matter at all you just jam your morphs and then eventually when you get the mana to do it you just flip it up i don't feel like that's too strong but that would have been so cool yeah, i think that would have been easy enough you know also yeah, like you said real turn, simple turn three you at least guaranteed a dude yeah and that's not busted by any means now what out of the morphs, what morphs would you put in there? Um, Den Protector, I think, is just like a guaranteed one that has to be in there. I think it would be like a like a Simic type of a deck. There's a lot of decent yeah, counter spell uh, ones. And... Yeah, yeah, Plus like there's the... like the payoffs where you can look at the morphs. When you morph something up, draw a card, that thing. Well, what's the enchantment that face down creatures get a plus one, plus one? It's plus oh. one, plus out. Plus one, plus out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tra- trail Mystery or something? I think that's the one that when they flip up you draw a card uh, but, but yeah hell, there's but the there flip too. up draw a card the power toughness look at other morphs that one be super relevant but but I, hell that would be so cool though yeah i mean there's a lot of good morphy boys out there exactly morphy brown yeah, that's a good one uh, cory what's your number three so this is more of a shout out to one of the friends in the my play group 
his name also Tyler, but there can only be one on the Fetch and Shock, so we'll go ahead and call him uh, Lousy Beatnik. I think that's his name on Twitter. But that he, lousy fuck. That lousy Beatnik. He's always talking about wanting to build a horse tribal deck. <laughs> Because when I introduced him to EDH Rec, he went all the way down to the bottom, and Horses was one of the last ones. He's like, that's that's what I want to build. That's the one. And so I know they have unicorns, but unicorns, you know, they're their own special little thing. I would like to see Horses. Horses uh, definitely don't get as much love. They're the uh, hornless unicorns, if you will. Yeah, yeah they're, they're fucking the idiot. Swordless, swordless horses. Swordless horse. Idiot hornless uni- unicorns. Now, what they're color would the horses deck? White? Have to be I... greed white, right? Or, uh, yeah, I guess it would just be one color. Yeah, I think they're just white. I'm not really sure what other color horses have been in. Green. There's tarpan. Well, they also had the that cycle in, was it Corset 19? Of the uh, five, yeah, or, the... or the six horses? The I mares? Think they'd be... And you Ooh, can also right. throw, that's like, hard. horsemanship in there. There's a lot oh, of riding the Delu horse. <laughs> One of the all-time best instant spells ever. Or sorceries, maybe. I don't know. That card's <laughs> sick, though. So, yeah, horsey boys. I can get on it. can ride that horse. Well, Matt, All right. What's your yeah, let's, let's go to numero dos here. Scarecrows. Ooh. Yeah, you could do five-color scarecrows. You artifact scarecrows. Uh, they're generally good with fixing. You don't need to hit your... You could play a lot of the Scarecrows and not use their ability. Yeah, that's true. They just as general um, creatures. And the, the big Scarecrow is either one of each color or two colorless, so... Reaper King. You can go, yeah, you can go that way, too. I, that would be a perfect one, too, for them to have printed a new card. Because there's like not a new very... Lord or whatever. Yeah, there's not very many Scarecrows in Magic. So another new Scarecrow is always welcome. That would be fun. You could... Like I said, artifacts, so not really hurting your mana base. You don't need it to play them, um, but you would get a bonus uh, if your mana was correct uh, to use their abilities oftentimes. And you could yeah, probably like pair, you could pair that with the reanimate uh, pack since Ooh. a lot of the scarecrows, you know, sacrifice to do such and such. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love that. Oh, that's so good. Hell yeah. Well, my number two. I thought of this one, uh, it would just be such a good pack to have as just a general perfect pairing for any other pack. Changelings. That's a good ah. one, yeah. Yeah, just like a mono changeling pack. So like if you get the spirits one, like there's rattle change in that, you can just get a rattle chains, uh, target your changeling, and it's a spirit. So that guy gets hexproof. Or any of the other things that say, like the minotaurs one has rage blood shaman, gives other minotaurs plus one, plus one. Um, changelings are minotaurs, so plus one, plus one. Go for it. That'd like, it would super... just be such a cool combo. That'd be easy to throw, like, in the common slot, too, so it can just, you know, pair with anything. Yeah, exactly. Like, and there's so many decent changelings. None of them are, like, particularly, like, absolutely busted. There's so many good ones. That would be a cool, like, five-color one. Absolutely. Yeah, you could really go wild with that. Like, the only one real changeling that I can think of is, like, Mirror Entity. Uh, there's that red one that does something. Oh, I guess also, like, Morphron, too. But, like, that would be a cool Morphron reprint. Oh, the big, the colorless one that's... Yeah, that's, like, the seven-mana colorless one that when it enters the battlefield, you name a creature type. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and how cool would that be to just, like, get that pack and then get, like, the Pirates pack? 
Yeah, it could really go with anything. Now would I'm that be too strong? Changes. Yeah, no, would that probably. be too strong with yeah. like some of the lord? I mean, you could balance it out by not putting like ridiculous ones, good ones in except it. for the rare. But yeah, like, I just... even think in that case, like some of these rares are just unbeatable. Like, is Morphron more or less beatable than Teferi? Shieldred or Shieldred or Shieldred? Yeah, like hard Ooh. to say. There's the uh, Toron Mauler. Uh, whenever an opponent casts a spell, you may put a 1-1 counter on it. Have you ever fucking played against that thing in Limited? That thing is miserable. <laughs> yeah, that it's so hard to beat. You just need to kill it quickly because it does just smack you around in Absolutely. the meantime until you do kill it. And it's player, not opponent. Uh-huh. It's like, Disgusting. what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. What are you thinking? Yeah, no, uh, Changelings. Good, good one. Good shot. All right, creature number two. My number two would be a creature-based, uh, like creatures with enter the battlefield effects. So no instance, oh, no Lord. sorceries, just creatures with ETB. I fucking love that. That's pretty cool. In cons- yeah. In conspiracy, one of the conspiracies is that you can only have a deck with creatures in it. And so, like, you learn how to really utilize the creatures with the ETB and all that. Uh-huh. And uh, it's just a f- not that there would be a card that wouldn't let you play sorceries, but it would just be interesting to try and do a creature-based uh, only deck. Yeah, like, it's just an ETB thing. And, like, you, there's so many good ETB creatures. Like, hell, you could just, like, throw a Maul Drifter in there, and like, you're having the time of your life. Yeah, Maul Drifter, uh, uncommon a six or line. Common, yeah. Not to mention other ones, like you have some of those persist idiots, like Kitchen Finks and Murderous oh, yeah, Redcap. Or even something as simple as like Elvish Visionary. Isn't that the draw card? Yeah, yeah that's, that's a really good one for that. And like that doesn't adhere to a specific creature type too, which I think is extra cool. Right, it gives you value kind of without being unfair. Well, you also could just put some of each creature type in it, depending on what colors you were going. Like they're, what do we have? Zombies? Elves, unicorn, dogs. Oh, creature types are abundant. Like there's rogues, there's dragons, there's minotaurs, there's cat. You could do it with the shapeshifters. Oh, that would be so busted. And ETB effects are always really cool, especially uh, let's say with the reanimator, kind of right. double up on them. Absolutely. Try and get like a um, aristocrat style thing going too. Well, there is Ooh. there is one of those, isn't there? Like a sacrifice, like gaining value from sacks. Oh, yes. Uh, the minions, sacrificing yeah, minions. creatures, yep. graveyard recur. That's a really good one. All right. So, numero uno. Anyone got it? Can they get it? I mean, you already said in your honorable mentions one with a uh, birthing pot in it. So, I honestly have no fucking clue. I'm going to say stacks. Fuck no, dude. That would be absurd <laughs> and limited. Oh. <laughs> no, that's good. Tangle wire, smokestack. That would be I probably. So I probably talk about this type every fucking episode. Well, it's not elves. Uh, giants? Eldrazi? It's the Slivery Boys and Girls! (laughs) And I thought of this because of a single card from uh, Time Spiral. Two mana artifact. Other creatures you control are slivers in addition to their other types. And that would be one of your rares. And then I wouldn't put ridiculous slivers in there. But like hay sliver, mana sliver, just the like common and uncommon slivers. You don't need a sliver lord unless it's like predatory. Uh, the white one. I can't think of the I can't think of its name. Now, do you think that that would be like a 
common, rare, or mythic one? Depends what slivers you put in. Exactly what I was thinking. Because you could you... put shitty slivers in there. Like I said, like just have one lord, and you could but have stuff that just gives haste, like you vigilance, could... stuff, and not go over the top like, oh, hey, let's have some vindicate sliver. The but you cycle could slivers. Al- you could also put the slivers that affect all slivers. That so too. if your opponent oh. has sliver, oh, that's that. nasty. I like that. Well, I ask, I ask the the common rare mythic question because on the Fetch and Shock Twitter, shout out Fetch and Shock Twitter for the question of the week. I asked almost this exact question: If you could pick a theme to put into Jumpstart, what would it be? And one of our followers said sliver specifically and my retort was what if you make it like a common one and then each of the different packs had a different like sliver com- like legendary like sliver queen sliver hive lord like those things i decided a sliver <laughs> do you think there's enough yeah you can double up you don't have to play fucking one of each i i mean yeah i guess you could do that okay yep i'm in oh and that but- that Twitter follower like, was uh, Captain Vimes. So shout out yeah. for that answer on our question of the week. They're Captain a good Vimes. person. There uh, are yeah, 112 could... slivers. Oh, okay. so it's definitely doable with just like support like spells in that. Sign me up. That's such a good idea, actually. And, and there are some really, yeah, there are some really, really fucking good slivers that aren't the five color slivers, like the Vindicate sliver. You got that. That one's absurd. The uh, the poisonous sliver. Whenever you attack, they still. They get one poison. No, no, no. That's very less sliver. Like, whenever you attack, they lose a life and you gain a life. Like, there's oh, some disgusting The draining gain sliver, yep. Yeah. There's the death touch. Yeah, first strike, lifelink, double strike, vigil, oh, flying, every shroud. Yeah. You can and think of. Yep, they have. There's a sliver slivers. for it. There's they a got fucking sliver. flanking. Because, of course, there is. I just thought that one would be cool. Uh, you could do it at common, the all slivers ability. So, if your opponent was were to also have slivers, they get bonuses too, and that's like a little sub game. You guys are just staring at each other the entire game, just like, <laughs> uh, we have the same creatures. Worth it. That'd be a mess. Well, that's my, my number, number one. My number one. Uh, this was also my answer to the fashion shock question of the week. I will. I want a prison themed pack. Stacks or prison? Prison. So I'm putting palace jailer in this pack. Ghostly I'm putting, prison. I'm putting precinct captain. I'm putting ghostly prison. I'm putting council's judgment. Gross. Yeah, that's that's all I want. It's just like a mono white, like locking your opponent down. Just dumb, shitty creatures, like human that's, creatures. That's similar to the hate bears. Yeah, it's super similar to that. But like all of them have this like subtle undertone of prison. Yeah, I, I got just, that with that palace jailer. Yeah, just jam prison palace jailer into every format, and I'm happy. Well, like, Pioneer has the makings of a very shitty um, style deck that you're talking about. So if you were to put those in the packs, like, it's not super crazy, overpowering, like, flip the table, fuck this game. But it's like, oh, just pay one extra mana to target my dude, or uh, you can only draw one card, or creatures can only enter the battlefield from your hand type of stuff. Oh, hell yeah. And, I mean, also put Thalia in this. Oh, yeah, of course. Because that's my girl. Yeah. You could not have Thalia in a prison deck. She no, she's the guardian. I'm not just the raven, but my heart. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> You're the actual worst person. You're not wrong. <laughs> All right, Corey, what is your number one? 
So my number one is Death Touch Tribal. Oh, yes. Which sounds horribly obnoxious, and it is. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. It's horribly obnoxious. <laughs> I made an Oathbreaker deck um, for the Veraska that has to do with Death Touch, and I figured out very quickly that I love all the cards I put in that deck. Um, and then they just came out with the the one for the hooded blight thing yeah death touch snake yeah the old death toucher that kind of uh pump it, it does a weird impression of Veraska to where if you do any damage to a planeswalker it kills it that's um, so sick so you know throw some uh artifacts in there uh not artifacts what's the word i'm fucking looking for they are artifact weapons no equipment equipment there you go yeah <laughs> Uh, dang old equipment, you know, where you sack the basilisk collar. The what? No, that's no, that's basilisk that's, that's, that's... gives death touch and lifelink. Correct. Uh, there's probably a card sitting over across the room. I can see it. Um, but uh, the Viridian longbow, I think. The Viridian uh, bow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one that when you can tap and deal one damage or something. And then if that thing died, you untap. Right, right. So, you know, it could just be like a bunch of low creatures, you know, low power, low toughness. Uh, but they have like utility, or they can you could uh, pair it together with the plus one plus one counters pack. Oh, that would be gross. And it's not something. It's not like a common theme that you see very much, except for the the, the uncommon Vraska or the common Vraska and this new hooded Blightfang. Yeah, and you could also u- utilize like the Aquaria thing of giving things ability counters. Ooh. So if you have like you get like the walls pack with your death touch thing, give some of your walls death touch counter and then just like give them plus ones and then just get just like the worst wall ever. (laughs) Oh, that'd be so brutal. Yeah. Remember the last time you touched a wall and you died? It's generally electric. (laughs) Electric fence. Two colorless mana. I set you up for the electric boogaloo and you completely fucking dropped the ball. No, that's the, that's going to be the functional reprint. It's electric fence to the electric book. All right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Oh, uh, so when they revisit Jumpstart, uh like we said in December 2020, we better see these fucking packs. Yeah, I'm excited. Um like sure core set 2021 is cool. And of course, like the commander set is probably I'm going to get a huge boner for. But um, I'm like excited to meet up with the play group and start busting open some of these uh, packs and playing some games. Oh, absolutely. I think it's going to be fun. I'm hoping these booster boxes are relatively easy to come by, too. That's going to be the one thing that might make or break this set like are, are people just going to be card sharking and just like buying the set to get all of the busted reprints and then people who are wanting to play it not going to get the chance to because if that's the case that's going to suck yeah that'd be shitty but that's... i don't think the commander players aren't about that no absolutely not they're not just like hey let's go buy 30 boxes to try to crack this elf and legacy players are going to do that either they're what they're going to do is Wait till someone else just opens it, says, I don't want this fucking Allosaurus thing, and then they sell it on eBay. Well, it might just be the stores also just cracking a bunch for the reprints, but... Oh, that'd be cunty, too. Yeah, that's... I mean, that, but that does actually happen. Yeah. Because I think that that is what kind of happened with the mystery boosters, too, right? Like, the reprints were so disgusting in that, that people were just scooping boxes... And not actually playing them, where in all actuality, that was such a 
crazy good limited format. Yeah, they just happen to have a couple $200 cards. Yeah, I mean, you Stores you are willing also, to crack a box. Yeah, you can also attest that to the fact that it came out right around the time that also uh, COVID came out. Like, I'm not fucking going anywhere. Yeah, but are they going to have a second wave of those boxes? I don't know. If they do, and more people get the opportunity to play that limited format, I will be so stoked. I have a box, but I'm sitting on it because I was thinking, oh, the price might go up because it came out during, like, right when the whole COVID thing got, like, serious. Yep, I remember calling exactly I remember calling the store, and I was like, hey, do you guys got boxes? And they're like, yeah, for, uh, boxes for, like, 110 or 115 Ooh. And then, like, I waited, like, a week or two, and then boxes were, like, you know, 150 or some ridiculous crap. Oh, they jumped up super quickly. Yeah. It's because people are like, oh, hey, Mana Crypts. I mean, but the set has 1,800 cards. Still. And the set is, by you no stretch of the imagination, you're like plus one of the $50 most dollars already. So you're plus 50, and then anything you open after that, free roll. Well, and the foils were just disgusting, too. Like, the fact that they have foils in each pack is pretty pretty big game. Like, I, I got to draft this set in paper this past weekend, and, like, one person at the table opened up Foil Reaper King. That pays for their draft. Uh, one person opened uh, Demonic Tutor. That paid for their draft. Uh, I th- I opened like two or three rares that just by themselves were like 25 bucks. Fancy man, what'd you open? Um, I opened up the legendary land that untaps a legendary permanent. Oh, you did tell me what you opened. Yeah, already. That, like there was a couple. There were a couple like five to seven dollar cards uh the minimum minimo yeah, that's the one yeah minamo yeah there you go there are some spicy cards in this. oh my goodness yeah this there's also a shitload sense. like he said Lube said there's a there's shit ton of cards. cards actually yeah yeah it's the largest set ever printed well it's all just strictly it's two which is kind of cool yeah they can't really print new cards into the 1800 well, card set they kind of did with the the playtest cards from the uh convention boosters and some of those things are fucking wild, too. Price oh, my wise. God. The, the Planeswalker that's a duck is my favorite thing on the planet. <laughs> and literally, those only go into Commander Cube decks. Fucking Commander raising the price for normal folk. Yeah, blame Commander. Okay, we're moving off of the blame Corey thing. Blame Corey, we move, yeah. We will, we move to the blame Bill Gates thing, and then we're moving off of blame Bill Gates to blame Commander. You know what? You know who we should blame? Joel Larson. Blaming Joel <laughs> Larson. <laughs> now that is keeping it Phoebe. <laughs> you fucking blame Joel. He's gonna show up at your house. Say, Come on, the fuck, man. <laughs> he's like, who the fuck are you blaming, motherfucker? Yeah, he's gonna have a crowbar in his hand and a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> well, fellas, fucking. I think there's only one more thing we need to do. Blame Corey. No, it's blame Commander now. Ah. Uh. It'll always be forever, Blame Corey. <laughs> I do want to make those shirts because that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, did you see the one that I posted on Twitter? Yeah, yeah it's fucking fantastic. <laughs> so good, so good. That is the new moniker of the uh, Fetch Shock podcast. But I'll speaking of Corey, Corey, you got you got a game to play, bud. You can't get out of here without playing some accumulated knowledge. Dang, I thought I was going to be able to hang on to the, the crown. <sighs> I, I have I would... a I have a feeling it's over. I just I would I have say percentage wise, you are even if you lose this, you are still one hundred percent ownership of the crown. Well, that would be sixty six percent. Yeah, I've I'm, been fucking up real bad recently. Yeah, so you've that's, blown it, dude. That's possible. But before we jump into the game, how about I explain it? So every week we close out the podcast with a game 
we like to call accumulated knowledge. In this game, we go into the Scryfall website and we hit the random card button. A random card pops up and one of us asks the other the name of that magic card. The other one has to give the mana cost of the card. If they get it right, they get a point. If they get it wrong, uh, then they, uh, I don't know what, I don't know what happens to them. Probably something bad. Shame I don't know on what, your family for a millennia. I mean, everything is already blamed on Corey already. So like, what more can we do? That's fair. Something. We'll figure something out. Yeah, there's something. You can never play another discard spell ever. Oh no. no! Yeah, he's destined to never, ever see a physical copy of Tiny Bones, ever. And Death Touch no longer is a card. Card. <laughs> a card. Card ability. If I, if I try and make someone discard, they just draw a card. Oh, yeah. yeah. Discard is now turned into target player draws a card. <laughs> and okay. you discard a card. Yeah, that would be horrible. Um, but, Matt, do you just want to go back and forth on this one? Yeah, I got one uh, locked and loaded here. Perfect. How about you fire off the first one? All right. All right, Corey, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, your first one is explosive apparatus. Oh, that is <laughs> not <laughs> in my... Man, it sounds familiar. Explosive apparatus. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that it's, uh, it's an artifact. Since it's like a hint? Um, you know, what? No. Wait, hold oh. on. Matt, can I have a hint? Because <laughs> no. I don't know what this card is. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, Matt, is it an artifact? <laughs> I th I think I might have an idea. Are you guys playing against each other? Cause, <laughs> no, because we could do who that. Gets it, who gets it? Yeah, whoever gets there first. Oh my god! Yeah, let's fucking do that. Does the Gatherer have um? What was the last Goofy set that just came out? Like the Silver Border one? Oh, the Unset. Does it have unsets? It's unstable. It definitely does, but we don't ask those. Okay, good. This is not an unset card. There's a free hint. No, I think this card is... Well, Tyler's the guest, or Corey's the guest. He gets first guess, you fuck. We're okay. doing it. We're doing that. Oh, we're, are me and Corey playing against each other? Yes. Okay, so we just go back and forth. Like, he gets a, he gets a guess, and then I get a guess, and whoever gets it first wins. Yes. You each get... Let's do three hints. Sure, fuck it. Why not? Total, not per card. <laughs> No, so we have to both agree that, like, yeah, we're doing a hint here. No, no, no. He can use a hint, and if he still fucking misses it, then you get a shot, and you can use a hint, but you don't have to use it. Man, this is, uh, I feel like this is some shitty, shitty uncommon or un or common that I that I played with. Uh, or it could be, like, a fucking red card. I don't know. Um, so if I guess, it goes to Tyler, and then if he gets it wrong, then it goes back to me? Or we Correct. just move on? Okay. Nope. Gotcha. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and. What a shit show! Yeah, this is. Oh yeah, I make up the fucking rolls as I yeah. go. I don't care. Since when? I love this. This, this is, is my a... goddamn show. The first executive decision Matt has ever made, and it <laughs> fucks me so hard. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and guess that. I, you know, fuck the hints. I'm gonna go ahead and guess that it's two colorless mana. Is that your final? Answer? That is. Too generic mana. I'm sorry, not too colorless. Too I'm gonna have to hit swab. Oh, there buzzer. Uh, that is incorrect. Damn. I think it's four. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Uh, oh fuck. Is okay. I'm gonna use a hint. Is the casting cost just uh, generic mana? Is that your hint? 
Yeah, like is it is it colorless? Oh, I was like, you want the mana cost? I was like, no. is that some <laughs> fucking like, makes it give him the mana cost? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's the mana cost? Okay, I guess that mana cost. Yes, the card is colorless. It is a generic mana. Um, something stupid like deals one damage. Man, it's it's in there somewhere. I'm gonna go ahead and guess it's a single generic mana. Is that your final answer here? Uh, sure. That is. Correct. Correct. <laughs> I also kind of gave that away, but by accident, I said it is a generic mana. But uh, no one was. Lo- yeah, we're not that smart, dude. Come on. I, I was like, what I the didn't fuck? even. I didn't even mean to do it. That's what, uh, what set is that from? This oh, it's is from, like, corset, right? No, this is from Shadows of Innistrad. Oh, jeez, really? Uh, this is this is in corset twenty nine. So is this the one that you? It's a shock on a stick, right? You have to pay like three or four mana and sacrifice yeah, it to deal two. Explosive apparatus is a one mana artifact. Can pay three, tap, and sack it. It deals two damage to target creature or Ugh. player. The second you fucking said that it was from Shadows, I yep. knew it ex- immediately. Me and the podcast guys did a game during Shadows where we opened a sealed pool, and then whoever lost got to open another pack and add it to their sealed pool. Oh, that's so sick. So yes, I. It's all coming back to me now. Whew, okay. All right, Corey, you are up one nil. What is it, Tyler? like first to three? We'll do first to three since we're doing this way. Sure. Win by two. I mean, that seems really difficult, but okay. Yeah, that, would, that could go on for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, we'll just... Just first to three. I Hold on. First to three, the person then gets a card. If they fuck it up, they don't get any hints. Oh, that's your, that's then your redemption round. If they, if they get it, we go to sudden death, whoever answers. Okay. Dead. All right. All right. We're fucking doing this on the fly. I can dig it. Yeah. All right, Tyler. Uh, your card is Rabid Elephant. Rabid, Rabbit Elephant. Are you sure this isn't an onset card? Rabid. Yeah, Rabbit R-A- Elephant. I got it. Fuck off, you bitch. You dumb. Rabid Elephant. R A B I D. Okay. There will well, be no. There will be no fucking asterisk one. I'm assuming it has two big floppy ears. Um, it has buck teeth. No, it's not you, you dumb bitch. Oh God damn it. Um, the Rabbit Elephant. It's a green card. Um, it is uh, three and a green. Is that your final answer? Absolutely. Uh, Corey, you get a chance to steal. <laughs> I'm going to guess that it's three and a white. Is that your final answer? Yes, it is. That is incorrect also. <laughs> Damn it. All right. Um, I'm going to guess that it is four and a green then. <laughs> is that your final answer? Yeah, absolutely. That is correct. Yes! Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yes! So yeah, this what? is four and a green creature elephant for a three, four. Whenever rabid elephant becomes blocked, it gets plus two plus two until end of turn for each creature blocking. What when in doubt, stomp. This is Odyssey. Oh, oh cool. All right, one one. Hey, Corey, are you ready for your next card? I'm ready, but I think I just. What's the name of the mechanic where you both flip up the top card of your deck? Clash. Clash. I think this reminds me a lot about that. Welcome yes. to the Fetch and Shock podcast, where we're playing Clash. For the we make up time. games on the motherfucking fly. Yeah. Take All that. Right. All right, Corey. Your card is Sudden Spoiling. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? How are these the worst cards ever? So Sudden Spoiling is one of my favorite cards that I never get to play in like a a good moment. Oh, you actually I, know this card. Yeah, I this have, is a pretty common one. I have a foil version in my zombie deck and it 
whenever I get it in hand, it's just never a good time to play it. It's one of those cards that you'd look and you're like, oh, this is fucking amazing. Um, but it never, never is. I've never gotten anybody with it, so uh, I'm very upset with it. Sudden spoiling, it's one, a black, a black. That is correct. I'm not going to ask you if you wanted to change that because you, I figured you would Obviously know this one. It. Yeah, so this uh, one black, black, in split second, until end of turn, creatures target player controls lose all abilities and have base power and toughness 0-2. Oh, this card seems nuts. Yeah, this is uh, originally a time spiral and then commander, commander. I'm not going to lie to you, boys. Uh, this is the very first time I've ever heard that card. <laughs> we'll add that to the repertoire. Yeah, this All is. Right. I'm very glad that you got it first and I didn't, or else I would have looked like a fucking right prick. <laughs> well, you might get this one here, Sunshine. You ready? I've never been more ready. This is Extinction Event. Oh, this is the Wrath. But, oh, um, this is from Ikoria. But how much mana? <laughs> Oh, it's like a gazillion, though, isn't it? No, yeah, uh, it's from... Uh, it's is a gazillion, gazillion your final answer? No, it's... <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's actually uh, black and a gazillion. No, Extinction Event is from... Yeah, Akoria. It's not a gazillion, man. It's the Wrath, but it's the odd-even one. It's three and a black, right? Is that your final answer? I believe so. That is correct. Nailed it. I just played against this card last Wednesday. I was about to say, this one's... I wouldn't have got this. New cards fucked me up. No, this is so, fresh. This is fresh in my mind because I had somebody cast it against me, and it was better for me than my opponent. And I was like, "Thank you." I guess yeah. this I, is choose sorcery, choose odd or even, exile each creature with convert a mana cost of the chosen value. Damn, I thought this was the Ixalan one, the one where it does like a shitload of damage to everything. Oh, the red one. Yeah. Like, you destroy uh, a land deals... and it deals 20 damage to each thing? Yeah. Well, good thing that wasn't mine. Good job. <laughs> hey, I did it. You don't get basic island. Thank God. So, Guess what's the score here? It's 2-2, uh, two, 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 right? 2-2. Two. Yep. Uh-oh. Two up. All right. This is Consume Spirit. Oh, spirits, baby. It's the one, one of the, like, haunting cards or something. I... Corey, you still have two hints. Lieb, you have all three of your hints. I'm I sure. thought we had a collective three hints. No, you each get three. No, neat. Um, I might have to use a hint. See, that's the fucked up thing. If I use a hint and get it wrong, I've, I've given him ammo. Yeah, that's exactly. Strategery. It is a, a tightrope, my friend. I love this game. <laughs> this put so much more pressure on me. Okay. Um, Matt, can I have the flavor text? It's not your turn, bitch. <laughs> Consume Spirit is obviously going to be a black card. Um, I'm just going to go for it. Two and a black. So two colorless and a black? Correct. Is that your final answer? It is. That is incorrect. Damn it. Yeah, Consume Spirit seems like it's black. Um, is it Consume Spirit or Consumed Spirit? Consume. Okay, so it's not a spirit that has been consumed. You're consuming somebody else's spirit. Correct. Seems like this would be like a removal spell. Um, and removal spells are usually uh, like three mana. I'm going to say one black black. Is that your final answer? Yes. That is incorrect. Um, you have the chance to steal. Can, <laughs> can, can one of the hints be um, like the mana the, cost? The, the mana cost. No, the whatever. The text on the card or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, let me let me get that. All right, so 
Consume Spirit reads, spend only black mana on X. Consume Spirit deals X damage to target creature or player and you gain slight. This is a fucking X spell? (laughs) (laughs) Are you kidding me? Well, that really... That could have took a very long time had we not got that <laughs> We would have just been like hard nose, like, fuck you, no hints. We just go like, I don't know, fucking ten and three black? I don't yeah. know. Six and a black, seven and a black. Um, so it's either going to be one and a black X or black X. Um, can you read the text one more time? Yeah. Spend only black mana on X. Consume spirit deals X damage to target creature or player, and you gain X life. Creature or player. So I'm going to go ahead and go um, one and a black and a X. Is that your final answer? Sure. Ding, ding, ding. You motherfucker. I would have 1,000% gone black, black X if you would have got it wrong. Yeah. As soon as I said it, I was like, fuck, it can also be black, black. <laughs> well, good thing I I didn't think that far ahead. I think is that the first X spell we've ever had? Um, no, Decree of Justice. Oh right. All right, Tyler. If you miss this, Corey's the winner. Oh win my it, god, I go. I was I just completely just <laughs> was okay with the fact with me losing, and then you told me that I had another one. I was like, fuck! Oh my god! <laughs> Panic yeah, we're getting, ensues. We're getting wild. All right, are you ready? Uh sure. This is Transmute Artifact. Oh, geez. Uh, yeah, this one's a pretty good one. It's, oh my god, am I going to get this wrong? Is it, it's blue, blue, right? <laughs> is that your final answer? I think so, yeah. If I get this wrong, I feel like an idiot. That is. Uh-huh. Wait for it. It's, yeah? That is correct. Okay, cool. Okay, I was Ooh. like, I was really second guessing myself there for a second. I'm not reading this. It's a whole lot of text and from legends or antiquities. So it's Tinker. You pay the difference from the artifact you sack to the one you uh, get. Yep. Yeah, it's an old. All right. So this is how we're going to do it. I'm going to read the card and the first person to shout out to me, not what it does, will get a chance. And then the, the other blue and person, white. Well, you're fucked. Do we have and- like buzzers? That's why you're just going to shout out. Gotcha. You just scream over each other. <laughs> All right. Are you both ready? Uh, you sure? Yeah. This one is Matka Ryder. Uh, uh, wait, hold on. Time out. What if we both yell one and it's both wrong? You yell to me first, you fuck. That's what I'm saying. Like, do we just keep just saying things over and over again until one of us gets it right? No, we'll go to a new card. Did okay. You say uh, rioters, R I D E R S. Rioters. Rioters. Uh, two, two and, and a red. red. <laughs> I said it first. You, well, you're both fucking wrong. So <laughs> it's two and a green. Chick. It has domain, power and toughness equal to basically. <laughs> I can't believe we're both. This is good. All right. Are you ready for the next one? You fucking sure. dumb dumb. Yeah. All right. Your next one is Tarfi. Oh, oh uh, uh, one in uh, red. red. Who said one in a red? I did. You're fucking wrong, Corey. You're right. Oh, no, it's, it's one red. It's red. You you said I, one and a red. red. I think he said one red. Oh, uh, you fucking no, I said one and a red. You definitely got it. Oh. <laughs> I thought you said one and a red. So, I did. Yeah, this is Tribal Instant Goblin. Tarfire deals two damage to target creature or player. Good old Goblin Tribal. God damn it. Good old old school... Death Shadow. It makes Tarmogoyf big. That'd it do. 
So Corey, still fucking up. Whew, that was way more intense than uh, the usual. Yeah, is anybody else fucking sweating? <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool as a cucumber. I can't so, believe you just bogarted our game and just like made it your own. <laughs> I'll do whatever the fuck I want. How about that? Just for the sick amusement. Uh, it was fun because I guarantee that your hands are shaking. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I don't even know what's going on. I just, oh. I'm, I'm just rethinking my entire life this past like five minutes. You should have uh, sat up studying magic. Ah, uh, man, I just thought it was funny we both sit in red for, <laughs> for, for, for a card that was two and a green. <laughs> That's stupid. Green doesn't riot. No, not at all. So that means I get the shout out. That is correct. 100%. You just can't shout out that other shitty podcast. If lands could pop yeah. or whatever. If lands could record a fucking cast, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Got them! <laughs> they were pre- <laughs> They were preemptively quarantining before COVID was cool. Oh, so, how progressive. Yeah, yeah. We're really, really cool over there. Um, I'm not sure if I've shouted them out before, so stop me if I've said it, but the Pioneer cast. I don't think we've actually shouted them out. No, I don't know what Pioneer Yeah, so they are a podcast, shockingly enough, just talking about Pioneer. By uh, Ross Merriman, Merriman and uh, Tanning. Yes, you are correct, sir. Oh, sick. I had no idea. This- yeah, it's pretty I, good. Usually, I like your style podcasts where they talk about some shit and then they eventually talk about magic. And they do talk about stuff like sports or food or something stupid. But then they just get down to like the actual statistics and like top eights and deck techs and stuff like that. Uh, where it's more by the numbers. And for Pioneer, since it's such a relatively new format, um, the top eight is uh, constantly in flux. um, Super, um, like each weekend, you know, somebody changes their sideboard and then it beats the number one deck and it just goes back and forth. So I find it super interesting to actually see um, the the hard numbers on Pioneer in uh, tournaments. That's Yeah, I've listened... I've listened to every one of their episodes when I'm traveling. They're yep. about an hour to an hour and a half. And exactly what you said, I like how they kind of break down what's actually what they see, new innovations, some spicy choices they make. Huh. So what you're saying is they're actually helpful to their listeners instead of just rotting their brains like we do. Exactly. Absolutely. Interesting take on podcasting, but I like it. Very cool. It is a good podcast. Go check it out. Uh, and the, and they'll, like, they'll respond to you on Twitter, too, like... You know, when some podcasts get all big, like, they don't interact with their fans a lot. Um, I remember suggesting a card for a certain deck, and, you know, both of the dudes got back to me on Twitter. So, um, super cool cast. Check it out. That's really cool. They also have a, they do have a Discord, too, that's pretty big. I think it comes out every Wednesday, if I remember correctly. Usually every Wednesday. So, yeah, I'm the same way where I'm like, okay, I'm going to work, download the podcast, or I'm coming home from work, download the podcast, listen to it traveling they do talk about baseball and baseball statistics quite a bit because i guess tannin's a massive baseball fan and then uh ross is like sick trivia fucking well he's sick with the math also oh for sure yeah that guy has always been super super smart math wizard and his decks are always really really neat well he made the phoenix deck yeah he made the the modern took over modern for a while yeah that eventually yeah just like yeah ruled the format Got Faithless Looting Band. Yeah, good. He was uh, Ross Merriam, his one claim to fame, getting Faithless Looting Band. But no, that was a good shout out. Yeah. 
Hell yeah, fellas. Well, uh, I guess that's all we got. Yeah, before we sign off, uh, Corey, where can people find you? They can find me at knife underscore city on Twitter. And, I mean, that's basically it uh, for magic. I used to do a podcast called If Lance Could Kill. And if we were to ever put out uh, another episode, um, you could find us at at sign If Lance Could Kill with one L because um, the other L got beat up by a cop. So (laughs) (laughs) I was so this isn't like my podcast. So I was like, can I make that bad of a joke? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we're going to do it. Okay, God, incredible. Well, do you still have the other podcast? up and out to listen to the backlog yeah yeah we're uh we're fucking hilarious and uh go listen to some old shit it's much like this podcast where we just talk what talk about whatever for about 30 60 minutes and then we actually get to some magic in the end yeah that math checks out that's been uh our strategy since day one i mean we're yeah, you guys follow that the... same exact formula yeah we're just working off of um uh heavy meta the formula yeah, that's they birthed it, and then we uh, <laughs> took the torch and carried it. Yeah, effective. You could say, <laughs> you could say that. I don't know if people would agree, but you can say it. I wouldn't say it, but you could. <laughs> All right, well, Tyler, where can people find your dumb face at? That's a really fucking good question. If you want to find me specifically, my dumb face, you can find me at Basic Land Ben. And then Matt, how about your dumb stupid? Where can you find me at? They can find you at its box. And if you want to find our collected dumb face, you can find that at the Fetch and Shock Twitter at Fetch underscore Shock. And if you love this podcast so much that you are so inclined to join our Fetch and Shock Discord, you can find that on our Twitter and in the description of this episode. What about the post-release pre-release? Oh, the post-pre-release pre-release! <laughs> well, if you go over to the Fetch and Shock Discord, you'll be able to join that exact event. Again, it's going to be the week after the normal release so everybody can have an opportunity to get the packs and uh, jump in and get started all you need is six packs and the ability to connect to a spell table so if you're interested in that jump over there and uh join the conversation you said it was the 10th 11th and 12th one of Correct. those days we are going to work on the exact date we're pro we're looking at this point to do the friday the 10th just like a normal fnm time Gotcha. So, fellas. Hey, did you like my power move? Say my stuff. Oh, was that what you're referring to it as a power move? Power move. I think your initial power move was just like totally taking the game over. Yeah. Stealing the game. His alter ego is just like a game show host. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he fantasizes about at night. (laughs) He just stands in the mirror, just like in his boxers, just like looking at himself, be like, and Vanna, what is the next letter? Yeah. And Actually, that's why I leave my blinds open so I can get. <laughs> oh, that's. What it is. And what's behind door number two? My <laughs> dirty laundry. Water for the dogs. <laughs> God damn it, that's good. That's good. <laughs> well, on that note, we will see you next week, nerds. Peace. Peace. Later. <laughs>